everybody and welcome to Shit's Weird Bro. I'm Kyle. It's Chris. And uh, today we're talking about something that uh, that intrigued me. Uh, Goddamn moon, bro. The moon, for sure. We uh, we were talking the other day and Chris uh, blew a monkey wrench in uh, anything that I was thinking and uh, had told me this theory that uh, once we went into it a little bit, it sounded feasible. So I'm going to let him take it away and try to convince me and you uh, what's going on here. So the basic idea is that we were we were talking about the Anunnaki, a little backstory, and I was saying that if they really came here, then they didn't come here when monkeys existed. They came here when nothing existed, and they planted the moon and created the ability to have life that we have today. Makes sense. Uh, but if you believe what science believes right now, then you're a fucking sheep and you don't really matter to our podcast so in this scenario i am a sheep um i'm not saying it's in this scenario that's just because that's actually what i believe so so uh the mainstream idea of how the moon came to be is that a big asteroid came into contact with earth and pieces broke off and uh it congealed with other uh, they, space They got rocks. into orbit around the bigger yeah. rock. Yeah. And, and gravity just naturally formed a sphere. Formed, formed the moon. Um, as far as I believe, I believe it was planted there and the Earth was already in existence. But that's neither here nor there. And we're not going to fucking argue so, about so, that anymore. Wait, so this was before, like... Like, we had water, like, oceans on the Earth. It's, like, primordial ooze type shit. I don't know if it was before water. Uh, Maybe as a result of that, we have water. Mm. Uh, I'm not that deep into it, but I do believe that the moon has been there before Earth was even there. I think it's the the oldest uh, rock in our entire universe, and it was planted there for a reason. The moon was yes. the oldest rock in our whole universe. Well, our whole universe, which is 14.6 billion light years across. Yeah. That's a statement. That's a hot take. There, there, um, it has the oldest... I, I lost track of myself. It's the oldest rock in the, in the universe. Yeah, if you go to carbon dating, uh, from our knowledge, yes, but from somebody else's knowledge, maybe not. From a astronaut view, an alien astronaut view. That's interesting. Yeah, right uh, there. We have our own way of carbon dating, where everything's based on carbon. But mm. if you, so it might not be carbon dating. It might be barium dating. You don't know. So this is the first time hearing this, fellas, guys. Um, it, we might cut this entirely. That's fine. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I was not aware of this, and this is kind of a this is an eye opener. My main point is the dark side of the moon, what we don't see, right? So, by definition, the the tidal forces from the Earth slowed down the moon's rotation to the point where the same side is always facing Earth. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called like, tidal locking. Yeah, you get the man on the moon, the tidal lock, it just stays the same place. We don't see the other side of the moon. Right, ever. which we call the far side of the moon or yeah. or referred well, to as the dark side of the scientists moon. Scientists call it the far side of the moon. 
But if you're a musician, you call it the dark side. Well, that was a great album. That was a fantastic album. Anyway, uh, over time, uh, some parts of the far side can be seen due to deliberation. Uh, in total, 59% of the moon's surface is visible from Earth at one time or another. Um, Only 59%, so you can't see the other 40-some-odd percent? Right. So, uh, the word dark has expanded to also refer to the fact that communication with spacecraft can be blocked mm. while on the far side of the See, moon. I didn't know that. I thought dark side literally meant dark, like no light, absence like of light. Like dark from radio contact Ooh. with Houston, right? So, during the Apollo space missions, for for example, they weren't able to... Uh, engage in radio communication because they'd be on the other side of the moon and it's blocking the actual radio waves from getting to Houston. Right, yeah. which which can either mean that the the moon is a big enough mass where they can't do radio frequencies through it or whatever. Uh, well, from my understanding, the moon's pretty big. I mean, it is small in. The grand scheme of things when it comes to celestial bodies. It's large uh, considering the size of a moon. Yeah. Uh, Most of the moons aren't as big compared to the planet they're associated with as our moon. Yeah. Fun fact, our moon's actually bigger than Pluto. That's why it's not a planet anymore. Exactly. It has been proposed that the differences between the two hemispheres may be caused by a collision with a smaller companion moon that also originated from the Thea collision, which is the collision of something hitting the earth and creating a moon so that it created also a smaller moon that then impacted with the larger moon i need a second here so there we had two moons at one time is what you're saying apparently yes the 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 modern thesis is a double collision that creates our moon so they basically collided creating all this space debris and then just the natural scheme of things with how uh, with how gravity works, it congealed both of those moons' space debris into one singular moon. Into So there were two uh, yes. moons, yes. and then the smaller one Boom. Col- collided with the bigger one, and then we just have the bigger one. That would take some time, though. It didn't just happen. It didn't, like, collide, and it's one moon. It, like, collided, made some shit, and then it congealed into... Right, eventually it was just the one moon. That's different. Yeah. Never heard that before. That's quite interesting. So as far as the far side of the moon, uh, in 1962, NASA's Ranger 4 space probe became the first spacecraft to impact the far side of the moon, although it failed to return any scientific data before impact so impact like it was it was meant to go around the moon and come back to earth but it went around and then got sucked into the gravitational pull and smacked the no, moon it surface was intentionally supposed to land on the moon but it impacted on the moon but it did not return any scientific data before it impacted well because it would be on the other side of the moon blocking the actual radio frequencies or Something else happened. But we'll get into that right, later. Uh, I see where you're going with this. I don't know if I want to spoil it. Uh, astronaut William Anders described uh, the view from the Apollo 8 mission in 1968. And he said the back side 
of the moon looks like a sand pile my kids have played in for some time. All beat up, no definition, just a lot of bumps and holes. So that Apollo mission was one of the missions that literally just went around the moon, came back to Earth, didn't land, nothing like that. Actually, the Apollo 8 mission was one of the first missions that went and orbited the entire moon. So it went around It went around the whole the, thing and went, just came back to Earth. Right, the whole dark side. Mm. It orbited the moon. Uh, it has been seen by all crew members of the Apollo 8 and Apollo 10 through 17 missions uh, since that time and photographed by multiple lunar probes. The spacecraft passing behind the moon were out of direct radio communication with the Earth and had to wait until the orbit allowed transmission. Uh, mm. During the Apollo missions, the main engine of the service module was fired when the vessel was behind the moon, producing some tense motions with mission control before the craft reappeared. So they weren't able to get actual live account of what happened because they were on the other side. Correct. Which makes sense. There was no yeah. contact while they were behind. So they ha- we had to go off the human memory of what just happened in order to report back to... Right, and, and and it's funny because when you're in, when you're in orbit, there's a public communications line, and then there is a medical communications line which isn't open to the public. So basically, the one that they hear on uh, public communications, like the ones that are all broadcasted, broadcasted, are a uh, a separate line it's from a public line. Mm-hmm. And the other ones that like, oh shit, something's happening. It's a medical line. Is separate, and we don't hear that. Right. So like Apollo 13 and stuff like that, there's a lot of radio silence on the public lines. Yeah. Because they switched to the other line. Yeah. And they are on the medical line talking about what they see and all the things that they see. So because the far side of the moon is shielded from radio transmissions from the Earth... It's considered a good location for placing radio telescopes for use by astronauts. Mm. Because you won't have the interference from Earth. Which makes sense. Which would make sense not only for us placing telescopes, but for other intelligent life to place telescopes, right? So you're saying that there's other radio telescopes on the other side of the moon other than Earthling Well, yeah, if it's, radio telescopes. If it's full of just holes and... Like places for people to hide things, I think a telescope makes sense. Well, kind of, yeah, it kind of makes sense because it's in orbit. Either it, way, when Earthlings go there, there's not that much time that they have there, so mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to search everything. And they're not going to go on the the side of the moon with no fucking sun. Like there's, um, it's crazy cold on that. Side. People don't realize that on the dark side of the moon, where there's there's no light, it's like negative three hundred something not degrees. No light. Well, but there's residual light from the sun hitting the earth and bouncing back onto the moon. You're not getting sunlight directly onto you. So it's, it's like negative. It's that nobody can see Yes. what's going on on that side. Yes. But you do get sun on that side, but it's it's still so fucking yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. There's no sun on that side except for when we don't have a full moon. Like when there's no moon in the sky, then there's sun on the dark side of the moon. Because we can't see the moon itself because it's not in the actual uh, scope of the sun to where we can see it. Which makes sense. But it's still crazy cold on that side. People don't understand the, the temperature dish, uh, difference out in uh, in a vacuum of space. 
like even you spinning around in space, like if you were an astronaut on a spacewalk, the side that's in the sun is at about like 400 something odd degrees positive. And then the side that's in the in the shadow is like negative 300 degrees something. So if you switch around, it automatically switches. It, it's crazy the temperature dif differences in the vacuum of space because there's no medium to slow that down like we have with our atmosphere. We don't feel those effects because of our atmosphere. So some some people have alleged that some Apollo astronauts have seen UFOs on the far side of the moon, but we're told to keep quiet about it. Do you like think that's what, like bullshit, what, or do you um, think that's well? I mean, legit. It depends on the Apollo mission. Like if it's if it's like Apollo thirteen, let's say the guys that actually landed on the moon. Um, if it's those guys, they've been there, done that. There's been a couple of Apollo missions before them, so they know what to look for. If it was the earlier Apollo missions, they might have no idea. It might be like some fucking space debris that they've never seen before because they've never been in space. So on the Apollo 13 mission, uh, there was that radio silence on the public channel. Yeah. They went to the medical channel, and they saw UFOs, like, parked on a crater. What? Near them. Like... Like, straight up, like, Star Wars, like, Han Solo parked where that like, fucking worm came out. Yeah. Like, straight up just parked alongside a crater. And, what? And they were saying that they don't want to fucking be out here. And then, if you look at the video, there's a video when they come back where they do a press release. And they're totally fucking shut down. Like, they, they Like, they've seen some shit. Yeah, like, they don't feel it what they, the they're not like happy they're not heroes they're like fuck we saw some shit they're like this anybody we're, we're doing nothing out here these guys right. are that's crazy but so, i don't that's kind of tough don't you think because the moon's it, we can see it with our naked eye like in the just looking up in the sky we could see a full moon or a half moon or a crescent whatever it is yeah. with the naked eye don't you think any you like see a fucking eclipse yeah, exactly. Don't you think any, like, amateur astronomer, any guy that, like, is is curious about this and has, like, a, a decent quality telescope can look up and see some shit like that? Uh, I don't think so, because it's filled with holes and gaps. So you think uh, they're underneath the surface? I, I don't think they're completely underneath the surface, but you can hide in, in caves and valleys and shelves and things like that. Where you can build a strategic fortress. So you think they're purposely staying out of the the sight lines. So they're, they're there. And they peek out every now and then to take a look at us. But they're dormant most of the time trying to stay out of the reach of what we can see. I think they don't really want to be detected uh, just because of... Maybe what they see. Maybe what they see isn't desirable. Well, that makes sense. Well, because it, if you look at it, I'm going to quote uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. He's saying that uh, if there was intelligent life in the universe and they did come to visit us, let's just hypothetically say that they've been here and they visited us. Mm -hmm. maybe, sure, sure, sure. Maybe they visited us and they saw no signs of intelligent life and they're like, peace, y'all. I'm out of here. And they didn't come by. So you're saying that's so basically what the aliens on the moon are doing. 
their definition of intelligent life was like, nah, that's not even good enough. Like, yeah, we're nowhere near. Microbial or yeah. multi, uh, multi cell life isn't yeah. even good enough for them. We're nowhere near what what intelligent life would be for them. Right. We, we're not even inter- interplanetary species. We're just we're here stuck on Earth. Yes, we've been to the moon once, but we have no colonies on Mars like we're trying to do. We uh, like we're like cancer to the universe, and they're like we'll just fucking let that fucking shit go. Which makes sense because we're screwing up our own planet now. Right. Some people would say. So I was having this argument with my wife that, what if we're not the first like piece of intelligent life to be on this planet? What if somebody else fucked it up a long time ago, and just the remnants of them are so far gone that we don't even realize it? And we're just repeating the same mistakes. There's actually arguments for that. Um, there's a couple of people that uh, think that way. That um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the colony that was. Uh, I'm not sure where it's at to be honest with you, but it's called Gobekli Tepe. Um, it dates way back further than any sign of recorded life, anything like that, any type of civilization that we've ever had recorded. It's at least five thousand years older than any of that stuff and it was obviously a civilization that had they had a thriving city stuff like that and it was just recently discovered um and carbon dated way back before any signs that we thought we had intelligent life so you're thinking that it's kind of uh cyclical like we cyclical. Ha- whatever same thing you know what i mean um it's the same thing like we had intelligent life at one point and there was this mass extinction that screwed us all up Right. And now we're just on the cusp of being back to that before something else happens. Right. Like, it, it's it's the old adage that history repeats itself. Yeah. And we're back on the <laughs> cusp of it again, which is honestly a great place to be where we have this technology that's fantastic, but it's also... We're still learning. Yeah. Like, we, we, we don't know the extent of it, and we're using it without the knowledge of what it can do, um, which is honestly the basis of multiple Twilight episodes. That's Twilight a, Zone episodes, yeah, yeah. not fucking We, we know what you meant. Not oh all gotcha. Yeah, you just threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing, Twilight. We're not talking about sparkly fucking vampires no, here. We're, we're talking, talking about Twilight Zone. Yes, a great fucking show. Yeah. Anyway, so I bring up the moon as a point for this. Because the moon allows us to have the life that we have. It, it it allows us to fucking have different tides and we... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're losing it here. I'm, I lost it. It's all right. Well, it makes sense. Like, the, the tide is super important to, to, to the earth um, with tides and the way everything uh, comes together. A lot of people think that... Uh, the tides just happen because they happen, but it's actually because the gravity force that's from the moon is actually ca- causing a bulge in Earth's water. So if you look around around the equator, it's kind of a good median, like kind of an estimate as to where it's at. There's, they're not exactly sure exactly uh, what axis it's on, but there's a bulge of water. So if the Earth, if the moon is hollow. How do we have that gravity that allows for different tides in the water 
of the earth. Are you asking me seriously or like because if that was if that was the case, if the moon was actually hollow, then I would go directly to the sun because that's the biggest source of gravity in, in our solar system. There's a solid core to the moon, but most of it is very hollow, if not uh, just lacking of mass considerably in in terms of uh, comparison to the Earth. So it's, we have it's about half. <laughs> About half the dead. Series. All right, we haven't gotten here yet. So explain to me who or what or what kind of uh, all right anyway. theory got you onto hollow moon? Because as far as we know, the moon's just a solid rock that's out there that causes a whole bunch of shit on Earth. Uh, solid is uh, a subjective term. It's kind of bullshit. Uh, so it it appears I'm that pretty the sure it's moon... set in stone. The moon shouldn't actually be where it is. Uh, and all data regarding the moon size and its distance from the sun and from the earth have really confounded scientists and researchers alike. So it shouldn't be this close to earth, is what you're saying. Or uh, it shouldn't right. be this far from earth. And it shouldn't be as big as it is. Uh, the moon revolves at exactly a hundredth the speed of earth and turns on its axis. Um, it is also precisely 400 times smaller than the sun and exactly 400 times closer to the earth. Patterns and number sequences are consistent, are consistent when looking at all of the moon's major aspects, contrary to the inconsistency of all other planets and moons in our solar system. But don't you think that's coincidental? Don't you? It's too coincidental. But nature's a lot like that. Like stuff happens, and they kind of, kind of sits into the same factors. You know what I mean? Like this will be two times bigger than that. This will be two times bigger than that. Um, don't but you think if you were just... manufacturing something? Wouldn't you be like, oh, you know what? We'll make this four four hundred times smaller than that, but four hundred times closer to this. So you think so somebody that this can happen? You think somebody was actually smart enough? To, to make the moon exactly those dimensions to where earthlings would be like, yeah, that's that's exactly where it should be, is what you're saying. Yeah, because in fact, so precise are the measurements and correlations between the Earth, sun, and moon that any differentiation in the, fig in the figures would inevitably lead to vastly visible changes. Take the solar eclipse, for example. The sun would no longer be able to conceal itself so perfectly behind the moon that astoundingly perfectly fit would take for granted would cease so, to be. So that solar, take for granted would so, solar eclipses wouldn't, they wouldn't work happen. the way they would. You would still see a sliver of the moon around it. You wouldn't have like a perfect type of corona. Correct. That, hmm. It's a remarkable yeah. coincidence that the two... That the sun's colossal diameter is 864,000 miles across, so it's a remarkable coincidence that the two spheres should appear the same size during an, equip an eclipse because the diameter of the moon is only 2,160 miles while the sun's is 864,000 miles. But that's not... So you're saying that's not just a coincidence, that it coincides perfectly. When you have a solar eclipse, it just perfectly cover the earth perfectly covers up the moon and puts it in total darkness and well, creates a what makes it so remarkable is that a total eclipse 
is the sheer astronomical reason why the moon and the sun fit so well. It's the sheerest of coincidences, and only Earth among all planets is blessed in this fashion. So no other planets in the solar system have that. Well, have I mean, an eclipse. if you look at it, I mean, they're not going to have an eclipse the same magnitude that we would. Like if you look at like Jupiter, for example, that's a huge gas giant, and they have well, they have they plenty have of moons. But moons. that's just gonna that's gonna swallow up any of their moons, and even their moons, Jupiter or uh, Saturn, Saturn, any of those. Their moons are pretty much Earth-sized planets. Those moons are pretty much the same size as Earth. They're they're very similar. They're not the same, but they're very similar. Well, they're also giant fucking planets. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're gas giants. They they say that the core of them is is it's still bigger than Earth, but the actual volume of it, the gas and everything, the atmosphere that goes out is way bigger. I don't need bigger. to get ahead of you, but there's also theories of. Of those planets, be, or those moons, being fake and being um, artificial satellites. So, there's an intelligent species out there developing that artificial what, satellites what, for multiple planets. What I'm deducing from it is that they're outside of our solar system, maybe in the Proxima Centauri, maybe or, through a wormhole or, or something like that. That they're they're planting satellites on our planets in our solar system to monitor what we're doing or what kind of life forms is going on. Is that what you're saying with all the other moons? Yes. Is there hot take? Good lord. All the moons are fake and they're all artificial satellites set in place by what? one if not many so intelligent there, life forms. There's just a shit ton of death stars out there is what you're saying. You got you got the moon that looks I'm not like saying a death they're, star. They're death stars necessarily. I'm not saying that they have satellites well, to not, observe and I'm not report. saying that they have the, the they're like, lasers. More like security guards to observe and report rather than they're like we're act. gonna wait until these motherfuckers are smart enough, right? And so, then we're gonna drop by. There's many many theories regarding the enigmatic nature of Earth's moon. That's a um, big word for you, man. Yeah, it is. Many claim the moon is an artificial satellite rather than a natural object. How, uh, however, they say it's hollow, which should be impossible were a natural planetary object. So who says it's hollow? I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but that's that. There's a lot of people that say it's hollow, but Dr. Carl Sagan wrote 1966. Carl Sagan, that that's a name drop. That hey, I dropped I got, something. I got this for you. You <laughs> dropped something. Oh here. my bad, I dropped something. <laughs> Uh, a natural satellite cannot be a hollow object. So if the moon were hollow, it in fact could not be a natural object. So basically so, we would have to confirm. But that doesn't say, he didn't think that it was it was hollow though per se. Like, no, he, I'm not saying that Carl Sagan is a hollow mooner. I'm just saying that I'm not saying Carl Sagan is a mooner at all. We live saying. in a time where that's a term. Hollow he mooner. is not a mooner. He may be a mooner, but he is not a hollow mooner. But he wrote in 1966 that a natural satellite cannot be a hollow object. So object. it would have to be solid to resonate. Correct. The, okay. Correct. To that, be to be a natural satellite, that makes sense. It must be solid. Not hollow. That makes sense. But where did that comes to my question? Where who said 
it doesn't necessarily need to be like exactly who said it. But where did you get the hollow moon thing? That's oh, there's so many sites I can get the hollow moon thing from. But um, of the most notable, I went to J.P. Robinson's site. Uh, www.jprobinson.com Single post Did extraterrestrials build the moon Oh they sound reputable Which is J.P. Robinson a name most, like that That's like that's a scientific like a journal That's like M.D. Yeah. J.P. Robinson <laughs> That sounds if like If you one don't of those trust <laughs> the name J.P. Robinson <laughs> I don't trust that's, you That sounds like one of those lawyers that you see uh, For uh, pneumococcal pneumonia Call J.P. Oh, Robinson. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not one of those. He is, by number one, he is an author. And number two, he is a truth seeker. Number three, he's a so free that, thinker, which is what it, I think most of our listeners will be as a free thinker. That makes it credible. Because you're a fucking sheep. Because you don't even believe in this shit. Anyway. Oh, yep. NASA astronauts have tested the moon's destiny on several occasions using seismic equipment and have reported officially that the moon rings like a bell when struck. Well, what seismic equipment? They've been on the moon once. Well, they got fucking rovers and shit up there? You fucking cheap. You think we've only been on the moon once? (laughs) Seismological equipment recorded the shock waves caused by the lunar module ascent stage of Apollo 12 when it was sent crashing into the moon. NASA scientists were dumbfounded by the results as the artificially created moonquake lasted for 55 minutes. Apollo 12 seismic records were not unique either. As the seismometers they had set up also recorded the vibrations caused by the impact of Apollo 13's ill-fated Saturn rocket booster 87 miles away. The impact was equivalent to 11 tons of TNT, and the entire moon reportedly vibrated for longer than 3 hours and 20 minutes, reaching a depth of 22 to 25 miles down. The Apollo 14's SIVB was also sent crashing into the lunar surface by remote control causing the shock waves, which were detected by instruments 108 miles away to vibrate for over three hours. According to NASA's science publication, the moon reacted like a gong. How many solid objects react like a gong or a bell? If you didn't get that in the first place, he said gong. I know he's a little nasally, but he said gong. You you. know what? I've also Um, had like eight fucking beers, so why don't you chill the fuck down? (laughs) But don't you think with with that, uh, that would lend the moon to being more like a, an Earth-like planet, being with a solid core that's uh, that it's a solid core made of molten metal, and then you have this huge magma material with a really thin crust. Don't you think that would lend itself more to that because it's ha- it got it has uh, much more efficient energy transfer because it has a medium to go through. Or do you think that it would just be this big hollow thing? Don't you think that would dissipate the energy that's struck out? What would dissipate the energy? That's Being out? hollow. Don't no. you think that would dissipate it more than having like an actual solid medium to travel no, through? No, I think if it had a solid medium to travel through, it would ring for a lot less time. 
But three hours? But a solid. That's a long fucking time for for a solid object to bring. Like, but then how f- how thin would flick it? Flick this goddamn beer can. How f- it's done. It's over. How thin would it have to be in order to do that? It's pretty empty. Uh, it would be ridiculous. It would almost be to the point to where they couldn't land on it. To the point where it's a spaceship. It's the fucking Death Star. Yeah. So you're, you're telling me that they have a laser pointed on us right now. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they have evil and empirical ideas. Dude, I want Darth Vader to be out there. You you want you why would why the fuck would you want that? It's my favorite character. Darth why Vader. Is it, well, explain yourself. Darth Vader Explain he, yourself. He's the most troubled character through the whole series. You go oh, through. Oh no! I had a powerful father and I lost an arm. Man, just because you're crippled, you he can didn't sympathize? have a fa- He didn't have a father. Darth Vader was born of the midi chlorians. Thank you very much. So born of the force. Father. There was no father. It was just the mother, Shmi. Oh, I'm sorry. He was divine. You're thinking of Luke. He's a divine being now. He is. He always has I'm, been. Uh, as far as our listeners know, I have no idea what the fuck Star Wars shit he's talking about. But I'm trying oh. to rationalize it. Well, for the rest of our listeners I know that actually know Star Wars, you're going to sympathize with me. Okay, so and you're trying to argue the fucking scientific point of view and then you're going to use Star Wars against me? Hey, man. That's the how, dumbest fucking thing I ever heard how in How do life. you know... That Star Wars isn't like a billion light years away from us to where we can't see, we can't hear, we can't, we don't know that they're out there, but it's actually happening way far away. No, it's not. How do you know? Because. Because because I'm wrong. Based on experiences, you're wrong. Neil deGrasse Tyson says you're wrong, and you quoted him earlier, so you are not a credible source. <sighs> J.P. Robinson is a credible source compared to you. I guess you got me on that one. I got you on that one. Uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I took, like, yeah, that's a smart motherfucker. <clears throat> it's noteworthy to consider the implications Death that Star. the Apollo program was actually built on the knowledge that the moon in all likelihood must be an artificial construct. The data became available to them from 1962 to 1963 onward that the moon was not a natural satellite, and as Ingo Swan stated, it would also have been clear that the two Earthside superpowers fully expected to utilize lunar cavities as opportunistic moon-based habitation. Cold War, bitch! My head hurts from thinking about that one. Russia and America were the ones... Racing to the moon, were they not? So, you're thinking Russia and America in the Cold War were trying to get to the moon to get to the fucking alien base? Is what you're saying? No, to establish a moon base for themselves. Ah. Which, if it's already a good idea for it to be a moon base, wouldn't you think there'd already be one there? Since there's obviously, outside of us, a much more advanced race of peoples. Well... Yes, there's certain paradoxes Maybe not that say that. Maybe Homo sapiens, but uh, greys or whatever well, they, you want to call them. Well, those are technically Homo sapiens too because they got two arms, two oh legs. Oh my god! 
Well, I mean, if you look at it, yeah, they're still a humanoid species. Um, you never know. They might be just this big fuck. You ever seen the movie The Blob? Just this fucking big blob from outer space that comes in. I've who seen Star that? Wars. I've seen Jabba the Hutt. I know what, the, what a blob looks like. Well, who says that that isn't aliens? Who says that it has to be a uh, a humanoid type species that's got two arms, two legs, big old giant eyes that are in <laughs> front of said, their head? I never said it had to be a humanoid species. So another intelligent species has already inhabited the planet. Correct. It could just be fucking bacteria that decided... But that's not intelligent. How not? What if it was bacteria that grew a brain? Is it all of a sudden by us, it's not classified as bacteria, but by them, there's still bacteria. I I would classify as another intelligent species as being equal to or smarter than us. And I don't believe bacteria meets that, that, that qualification. Okay, fair enough. Especially in order to get to the moon. Bacteria, they can't make a fucking spaceship to get to the moon. Unless there's a super fucking smart bacteria from I mean, another planet. Us. We came from them, yes. We came from bacteria and then we yeah, got to the fucking We're not moon. bacteria, though. We have millions of bacteria got, living in us. Technically, we got to Mars using the rover. Or if you're a Leon Musk... Uh, Truther. I don't even want to talk about we're, we're gonna be Elon Musk. Okay. We're going to be there I don't want to talk in, about in a year that or so. Anyway, the immediate reaction within the scientific circles at the time was that the data which suggested the object to be hollow must be faulty. However, several studies which followed arrived at the same conclusions. Finally, in February 1962, Dr. Sean C. Solomon of MIT reported... Oh, the lunar, MIT. The lunar orbiter experiments vastly improved our knowledge of the moon's gravitational field, indicating the frightening possibility that the moon might be hollow. So he, a pro- MIT, bro, a, a professor, MIT, a professor from MIT is saying not a professor, the this professor, is fucking Doctor Sean C. Solomon. So Mr. Solomon, Professor Solomon from MIT is saying that we'll call him Daddy. Daddy is saying that the moon's gravity doesn't correlate to a solid object. Correct. He's saying that there should be more gravitational force for the moon if it was solid. So he's he's theorizing, he's being theoretical about it, saying that it should be hollow. Let's call it a hypothesis. Hypothesis has to be repeatable. It's not a hypothesis. It's a yeah, that's true. Opposite. No, Sorry. we have Einstein's theory, Scratch and that. we have Doctor. It's a hypothesis. hypothesis. I said it wrong. Sorry. Thank you very much. The hypothesis. He's saying that it, the gravity, the gravitational pull correlates to a, a hollow object. Um, its volume would, if it, if it was solid, given its volume, would be much higher Correct. than it actually is. Correct. It it would be much more. Yeah, solid. There, there would be there would be more gravitational pull if it was solid. Correct. That's what he's saying. Yes. And this is MIT, folks. Correct. So the 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 mainstream scientific community continues to present to pre, to the present day to insist that both. 
The Earth and the Moon were formed from the same rock when our solar systems first came into being roughly four and a half billion years ago. I However, can see that. Since the advancements in science over recent years, the dating systems for rocks has become much more uh, accurate as tracks burned... It, I didn't mean to pause before I said accurate. <laughs> <laughs> as tracks burned into the rocks by cosmic rays can now be examined. Interestingly, the oldest rocks on Earth found so far only date back to 3.5 billion years it is clear from these figures alone the Earth may not be as old as initially thought, and the moon dust appears to have existed nearly 2 billion years before the solar system was formed, therefore what? putting official scientific opinion regarding what? the moon's origins into chaos. What? So, you're saying... What? Yeah. Yeah, it just blew your fucking mind, didn't I, bitch? A little bit. So... The samples that the that Apollo thirteen brought back, you're saying that they're two million years older than the oldest rock on Earth. Correct. Two two billion years. Two billion. Older I than said the million. Solar system. Two, two billion years older than the solar system. Two billion what? years older than the solar system. Just so you know, the solar system is fourteen point six billion years old. Right, or the so universe. Sorry. That was that was wrong. The universe is fourteen point six billion years old. Who the fuck? Who the fuck declared that the universe is that old? <clears throat> That's from uh, you ever heard of something little called the uh, radio, the microwave radio background. Uh, the microwave radio. Yep, yes, I heard of that. That was that. wrong. That was wrong. Microwave background radiation. They were able to track that. Um, because basically it's just radio waves. We uh, looked out with our telescopes. Our telescopes aren't optical uh, telescopes. They're radio wave telescopes. So they, they use si uh, actual sound waves, uh, radio waves. Um, and they hear this humming when they look out with the Hubble telescope. And they were able to figure out that that humming is actually the microwave background radiation. About to hear a humming when I go take a piss right now. Anyway... Is the moon the creation of alien intelligence? That what? Was, that was what? published in Sputnik, the Soviet equivalent. That's the headline. Of the Reader's Digest. That's the headline. So they're saying that the moon is the creation of intelligence. So every intelligent species or an intelligent alien came from the moon. I would also like to say that this was published in 1970. Well, there, mushrooms will do that to you. So their hypothesis relies heavily on the suggestion that large lunar craters generally assumed to be formed from meteor impact are generally too shallow and have flat or even convex bottoms. They hypothesize that small meteors are making a cup-shaped depression in the rocky surface of the moon while larger meteors are drilling through a rocky layer and hitting an armored hole underneath. So Death Star. So you're basically they got they have a rocky layer with dirt, debris, all that good fun stuff. Space dust and everything. On a hard interior surface. An armored hole. Blew your mind? A little bit. So it's basically a Death Star in disguise. It looks exactly the same thing. So these, this is also the 
uh, Michael Vassin and Alexander Sherbakov. Ooh, that's how you say it. Article that is constantly fucking quoted in that stupid ass a- ancient an- astronaut theory. Oh, ancient aliens. Ancient is, aliens. That's what you're fucking show that I I hate and love at the same goddamn time. It puts me to sleep every night. It it puts me to sleep, but I I also stay woke AF AF at the same time. For those so, of you who don't know, that means as fuck. The authors reference earlier speculation by astrophysicist astrophysicist Iosif Shuklovsky Russian have weird words, who man. Who suggested that you must the say it like this. Martian moon Phobos was an artificial satellite and hollow. This has since been shown to not be the case. Skeptical author Jason Calavito 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 Let's go with that Points out that all of their evidence Is circumstantial In the 1960s The aesthetic Soviet Union Prompted the ancient astronaut Concept in an attempt To undermine the West's Faith in religion So that guy was basically like Yeah God's not real it's actually aliens. So this ancient but they aliens. Think that was his whole shtick. Was like, oh yeah, God's not real because you guys are fucking stupid. Which makes sense. I not, mean, God's not real because of this scientific a discovery. Lot of, yeah. Just well, like because of this. I mean, a lot of people subscribe to the ancient aliens uh, theory, all that good fun stuff. So the moon and Earth are the only. Places in our solar on in our solar system. <laughs> get, the, get that one out. The moon and Earth are the only places in our solar system that are equipped with seismometers. And between but 19- how do you know that? Equipped with seismometers by by the United States and Earth. Okay, mostly the United States, which is. Kind of fucked up, but also kind of true. We got the most Nobel Peace Prizes out of anybody. We got the Nobel Peace Prizes, y'all. That's that black. Nobel Peace, y'all. Between 1972 and 1977. (laughs) Smooth segue. Between 1972 and 1977, seismometers installed on the moon by the Apollo missions recorded moonquakes. The moon was described as ringing like a bell during some of the quakes. You said this. Specifically, the shallow ones. This phrase was brought to popular attention in March of 1970 in an article, Popular Science. Popular Science. It's reputable. Fuck you, man. No, it is. The moon rang like a bell for an hour, leading to arguments that it must be hollow like a bell. So the density of the moon, right? Yeah, I, I, I just got a tough time wrapping my head around this. Okay, because I know, I mean, it, it, shit's about to get real fucking weird in a second. I just well, want to know. Shit's weird, I want to let you know, and I want to let the listeners know that shit's gonna get fucking weird. I mean, because my hypothesis is at the end of the next few seconds. Yep, and I'll figure out what the hell I think about this whole thing. But I, I would assume that any solid moon planet type uh, 
celestial body would have earthquakes because they're all going to be kind of constructed similarly. Um, so the earthquakes make sense, or moonquakes make sense, but they're all man-made moonquakes, by the way. Ring like a bell for an hour after we fucking threw something into it. Doesn't have its own. That's that's what I got a hard time wrapping my head around. Aftershocks happen about because if about it were a to half have an hour afterwards, but that's away from the epicenter. If it were to have its own moonquakes, then that implies volcanic activity. Well, not just Which volcanic. Is it present on the moon? Seismic activity, like tectonic plates and things Which like that. The moon does not have. But how do you know that? Because what the fuck have you been listening to for the past fifty-five minutes? Well, if it's fucking hollow, then it doesn't have that. But... Oh my god, you don't even believe me. Okay, <laughs> look. The Guess fact... I'm still a sheep, people. You're still a sheep. The fact that the moon is less dense than the Earth is advanced as support for it to be hollow. The moon's mean density is 3.3 grams per cubic centimeter, whereas the Earth is 5.5 grams per cubic centimeter. One exclamation, one ex... One... (laughs) Explanation for you folks that don't understand Chris. One explanation of this discrepancy is that the moon may have been formed by a giant impact which ejected some of the early Earth's upper crust into its orbit. The Earth's upper mantle and crust are less dense than its core, which is a really easy way no, that makes sense. for you to understand. No, that makes sense. Right. Well, well there, was, there was a period in time in, in primordial Earth before we had any life um, it, it's literally called scientists call it the the period of heavy bombardment, bombardment, um, where Earth was just get hit and getting hit left and right with meteors and oh and yeah comets yeah, yeah. and shit sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I call it the the um, what the time of uh, of many rocks. Uh, bullshit. That's because. It. Two ways to determine the disruption of <laughs> mass within a body. One involves the movement of inertia parameters. The other involves seismic observations. 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 In the case of the former, Karun... God damn it. Karun, <laughs> damn Russians. Karunatilake points out that the moment of inertia parameters indicate that the core of the moon is both dense and small... With the rest of the moon consisting of material with nearby constant density. As for the latter, he knows that m- the moon is the only planetary body besides the Earth on which extensive seismic observations have been made. The observations have constrained the thickness of the moon's crust, mantle, and core, suggesting it could not be hollow. As most people would think. <coughs> oh. He's flipping pages. Mainstream scientific opinion on the internal structure of the moon overwhelmingly supports a solid internal structure with a thin crust, an extensive mantle, and a small, denser core. And if you believe this, you're a fucking idiot! What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know what to believe now, to be completely honest with you. I'm going to err... On the side of what scientists actually believe. 
Um, that the moon's a solid moon. That the moon is the oldest object in our solar system? I don't think that's what most scientists believe. Because that would be ridiculous. It's been in the Earth's orbit for over 500,000 years. And the Earth's been around longer than that. Been around yeah, but, for a billion some odd years. Four billion to be exact. if the moon has been around longer than the Earth, but it's only been in the solar system for 500,000 so, years. So, oh... That's that's completely different than what I'm thinking. You're saying that the moon was just out there floating in space, and then somehow it made its way into our solar system and got locked in our orbit. I'm not saying that somehow. I'm saying that it got locked in our solar system purposefully. By design. Yes. From who? From someone that decided, oh, this is fucking perfect. Let's put this right here. Or they manufactured it and said, okay... I'm going to put it right here. So that life can happen. We got it. I I don't know what to think when it comes to that. That's crazy. I think that's completely out there, to be what honest about with you. the African legends before the moon was in the sky? We're not all Africans. It's not, I'm not saying we're all Africans. I'm, I'm just saying that there's... I'm joking. All, there, li- all life came from Africa. That there are cultures in Africa where there are legends of times before the moon was in the sky. What do you make of that? Maybe they were worried about... Maybe they were worried about getting eaten by lions rather than looking up what the fuck was in the sky. They're worried about the other predators that are around them rather than looking up and saying, hey, what's going on up there? And then a lion comes and fucks them up. So you're um, saying that our our primal ancestors were too preoccupied with uh, eat or be eaten. Wouldn't you be? To look up at the sky and wonder, what if? Wouldn't you be? I don't know about you, but if I was a really er early human... And I was living in huts in Africa somewhere, or a cave, something like that. At night, I wouldn't be worried about what's up in the sky. I'd be worrying about the damn lion that's coming after me, or whatever type of predator is there. But I thought when we argued the Anunnaki that you were saying that that there were only monkeys here, and that how how if the Anunnaki created us... Soft base. Then we wouldn't look up at the sky. What for the people it's that created us? Not what I said us? at all. They created us and made us slaves. Had us mine their gold. They took their gold and they so we were too busy slaving away that we didn't look up at the people who created at us. At first, maybe, but then they took their gold and they went back off to Nibiru, which is the tenth planet. If you didn't know, what's well, the, the ninth, tenth planet that we can't fucking see? It's the ninth planet now because Pluto's no longer a planet. So no, it's the fuck planet. you. Pluto's a planet. Pluto's not. A, it's smaller than our moon. How is it a planet? It doesn't. It's yeah. a planet. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> anyways, they took off, and then after that, they had to deal with all these other fucking super predators that are out there. I keep saying lions, but that's the first thing that comes into my mind that's got really sharp teeth that's a lot stronger, a lot faster than we can ever be. Got freaking claws. Where are crocodiles be, it could, way further in the... They're pretty much dinosaurs. So it could be crocodiles. It could be bears. I don't care. 
anything like, like that. I feel like bears are further along than lions because lions would be a feline versus uh, bears would be a mammal. Or felines are mammals. I don't know. They're both mammals, stupid. I'm an expert, but don't call me an expert. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But anything that's big, scary, and has teeth that can eat you in one bite. I'm pretty sure our ancient ancestors were worrying way more about that than looking up in the sky and saying, hey, I wonder what that big old globe is up there. Is that why they were the uh, expert slave race? Because they were so worried about being eaten that they didn't even think listen, about anything else? Listen, They just worked I'm just, hard I'm just, and they tried not to get listen, ate. I'm just telling you, if I was back then, if I was in that time period, I would be, be a mad pussy. Well, besides that, you know. I, I don't mean that pussy is like a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. But you'd be like, God damn it, there's no way to. You'd be yeah. scared of everything. Yeah. I'd be a bitch. No. That's better. Well. Yeah. Yeah, like, you'd be like, a little bitch like about like everything. I'm telling you, I'd be. Shh. You'd be a little bitch about everything. Yeah. I'd probably be a little bitch about everything. That's because everything that could kill me. If if I'm living on the continent in Africa, there's so many things that can kill you out there. I'd be worrying way more about that than this rock that's in the sky. So before we even started this whole podcast Endeavor. about the moon and how about was constructed, we talked about how there were... Maybe other civilizations before us that fucked it up, died out. Yeah. And then evolution yeah. continued and we came yeah. back and we fucked it up again. I was being narrow minded. I was thinking of just what our uh, our ancestors would be. Who's to say our ancestors weren't an advanced civilization like us? That was on our same planet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. what if another planet fucked it up, decided, hey, let's make a moon? It's Mars. No. Motherfuckers. God damn it, Kyle. Don't play. So, there there has been evidence of a pre-Adamite civilization. Adamite. So, 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 the whole Adamite thing comes, like, as, like, a fuck you to religion. Like, you know, there were people before you. How did uh, fucking Cain build a fucking civilization yeah. if there wasn't people before Adam and yeah. Eve, right? Which I would assume that most of our listeners are going to kind of think that way. Which is also means that Christianity is a little bit racist because it's like Adam and Eve <laughs> made white people and that the white well, people were the most advanced people. That's fucked well, up. That's other not people cool. will contest that it wasn't just white people. Like, there's a lot of people that say they were brown because they're from Israeli. They're right. from Israel, which right. are, are browner people. Which is, which is probably more correct. Makes sense. Most likely. Yep. Uh, but pre-Adamite civilization is is a civilization of people that were here before that happened, right? Which would kind of back the story that I'm trying to tell that there was a civilization here before mm, us. Okay, I get what you're getting at. That was stationed uh. in Antarctica about 55. Oh, Antarctica is getting brought into it to 60,000 years ago, and it's been discovered and. That they were likely part of Planet X, came here, Nibiru for you. Discovered you a know. base 
on Antarctica, and then the moon is their home base. And they took ships from their home base oh, to Antarctica, shit. and that's their base. Uh oh. You might have just turned the tide right there. That's my official argument. Let that simmer down for a second. Because that one. Hmm. That's crazy. So the advanced species. Yes. That was here before us. Yes. Pre-Homo sapien. Or they could have been Homo sapiens that were just extinct and then we came back. Whatever they had on Planet X, they came here. Came back. And they created the moon somehow. It was a space station that also had mobilizing capabilities. Like a... um, Let's say Lost in Space, for example, right? Mm-hmm. They, they Danger, Will Robinson, right. danger. They get a bunch of pods, they put them in a space station that then floats through the solar system looking for planets that can inhabit the same type of life. Let's say they go through certain wormholes and other... Poof, they're here. Right. And then they find it and they send the pods out to see if life can exist on this planet. And the pods somehow land in a northern or southern hemisphere of the planet. So let's say they land So in on the planet. So Antarctica. Why Antarctica? Well, um, let's say that given the history of the Earth, it was all one big landmass, right? Pangea. Right, Pangea. And then they're obviously going to land there because it's one landmass. It's not a bunch like it mm. is now. So they landed before Pangea broke up into the world, the globe as we know it. Correct. So they just happened to set up to where Antarctica would be, which would be the southernmost I southernmost landmass I would assume because that's where it is now. Um and they did all their probing and but all that good fun stuff. But it's not where it is if the moon is not there, which is their space station, which gets mm. caught up in the Earth's gravitational pull. And it's orbiting Earth now. It most definitely is. That's crazy. Is it crazy or is it viable? I don't know how viable it is. I would argue that this shit's Makes weird. Makes you think. It's definitely weird, bro. <clears throat> yeah. So, they land in the landmass that would be, would become to be known Antarctica. Yes. They do their experience, whatnot. They need a moon base. They Well, not a moon base. They need a, a space station that they can have in between them and Nibiru. They have that moon base that's hovering out there in our gravitational pull, just kind of floating. It's falling at some odd feet per second around us, staying in our orbit. After a while, when it when it was first here, that moon base, was it just like, was it Death Star-like, where it was just a solid hull? Like it was just this big metal base thing that was out there? Or was there always organic materials 
like moon rock. I I like dust. the scene that they collected the organic material. Like there's no there's no real way to clean it. So I think after traveling through space, you're gonna collect an, an amount of organic material, and that's gonna collect through various solar systems depending on how far you travel. So just over time, it collected. Yes. On that, so that's. And it has its own gravitational pull because it's such a large mass. That's where it is now, is what you're saying. That it's just been sitting out there for so long that it's been collecting its own organic material, space dust, all that good fun stuff. Based on its own gravity. Yeah, yeah, gravity. yeah. Because yeah. it has its own gravity. It's it's not nearly as strong as Earth's gravity, but it has its, it's own gravity. It's enough to pull down. So if something was close enough, it would, it would collect Correct. dust, per se, moon Correct. dust. And... But don't you think that they would have some torp? If they can move a whole moon-sized moon base from Nibiru to Earth, don't you think that they would have some type of cleaning system? They would have detailers out there in their little spacesuits scrubbing the shit out of that thing, don't you think? Unless everyone is gone from the space station. So and they got what they needed. The and fact dipped. that they got caught up in our gravitational pull was an emergency. They got what they needed and dipped. They got whatever it was. So this whole people come from Nuburu are are widely known as the Anunnaki. So the Anunnaki came. They got their gold and they dipped. They didn't need the space space anymore. They're like, they, we don't have, we we have no need for this to go back home. Or Let's were get they back stuck? Home. They were in search of it, and then they were like, "Well, we're stuck in this orbit." The moon, the actual base is stuck there. They couldn't, they couldn't the, generate the, any, the, generate the pods, enough power to get out. Right. Mm. So now it's just sitting there collecting dust like a fucking tchotchke in a thrift shop. They have all the gold they need to to reaffirm their planet, but they can't get back. Uh, and they're. Their world is on the cycle to where we're not going to see it for another 500 years, which is a lot longer than our lifetime. It's going to be gone. So do you think, at this point, I think, I don't know if I'm completely convinced, but that... uh, Tell me me what you think, man. I I don't know. I'm I'm still thinking that traditional science has got it right. That it's actually just a, a bunch of uh, space debris that congeals around a bigger planet's uh, gravitational pull and just kind of formed into a moon that we have out there that causes a whole bunch of different things, tides, all that good fun stuff that we have here on Earth. Um, but that is a compelling argument, especially for people who do believe that we are uh, Earthling alien hybrids. Like all the people that aren't sheep and believe what the government tells us? All the smart people? Well, I mean, a lot of scientists could be... A lot of people think that the scientists are sheep because they think that the government's well, yeah, got a chokehold on them. they get paid by the them. government, so... Well, who's to say that? But that doesn't make them sheep, that just... It doesn't. And maybe they got it all right. And us speculating here, but they tell we're all us. off base. That's a whole another episode, Kyle. So, 
I don't know if I'm thoroughly convinced. I think there's a lot of good points. A lot. Which makes a lot of sense. If if another another species was to come here and to and to engineer us from uh, whatever was here before, monkeys, w- whatever it would be, um, they would need some type of medium between us and their planet. They couldn't just go straight uh, from here to there unless they had some sort of hyperdrive, something that's super science fiction. Hyperdrive? Yeah, that's super science fiction that most people don't think exists or will ever uh, exist. Wormholes, black holes, star yes. gates. If they have something along those lines. Um, and let, it's a matter of do they. But if they don't, they would need some tor- some type of base, which, it, which what you're saying would be the moon, which makes complete sense. But like I said, it makes complete sense. Argument done. Episode over. Nah, I don't know about that. You don't know about that? I'm my notes are seem like it's over. Oh well, yeah, in your notes they are. So so you're so, telling you're so. you're south south. So you're telling me that it's one hundred percent it is a moon base from the Anunnaki that came here to engineer us for our gold. They needed that medium, and they couldn't get that space, that that base, out of our gravitational pull. I never once brought gold into it. You brought gold into it. Let's exit that out. So there's another superior race that came here, did whatever they needed to in Antarctica, made their bases. Then they were like, oh, fuck! We got what we need. Let's get out of here. But the Earth's gravity's... The Earth's gravity is too strong for them to get that base out of here. That's what you're saying. Sure, 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 yeah. So it's just sitting there collecting dust. Collecting space, space dust. dust. Moon dust. Space dust. Moon dust. Space dust? It would be space dust because it doesn't belong to the moon. Now, once it's I mean, on, it's on the moon. Once it it's on the, the moon, moon, then it's moon dust. So it's just collecting space dust sitting there. Um, how long... Nobody knows how long, so it could definitely... What do you mean nobody knows how long? It's two billion years older than the... Yes, but nobody knows how long it's been sitting there. Yes, that entity as the moon may be two billion years older than the universe. It's also been traveling through multiple galaxies. Oh, man. Oh, this is a tough one for me. Why? I feel like I... I... I feel like I explained it very no, well. No, you did. You explained it very well. Um, it was very thought out. And I just don't know. I can wrap my head around it. I understand exactly what you're saying. But I just don't know if it's true. On a scale, okay, we're going to do this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe? Believe that it's a, a, a hollow moon boom base yes. thing. Yes. I would say I'm teetering on a on a a five, maybe to a five and a quarter. That's pretty fucking good. How yeah. about on a scale of one to ten, how much you want you want this to be true? How much do I want it to be true? Yeah. We're probably at like a nine. Ooh, okay. How much I want it to be true. I like that. Because I mean, I'm into the ancient alien theory that something was here before the racist us. theory that yes all... the racist theory 
that something was in here that was something was here before us. So I'm I'm into that. So I can see this I can see it. I want it to be there, but I just don't know. There's not enough there unless you gave me a 5. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. I mean on terms of conspiracy theories, that's pretty good. That's really good. I it's just it's just tough to be like unless all the astronauts that made it to the moon, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, all these guys are sheep that are being hey, paid off that aren't Buzz telling us exactly what happened. Buzz is the biggest sheep happened. I've ever seen in my life. That motherfucker. Buzz wants to tell everybody what the government wants to know. He's in their Wants pockets. everybody to How know. How has he stayed rich this long? Because the government's giving you money to tell us all of what the government wants to hear. That's it. Wants, God damn it. They're just feeding them scripts. What the government wants us to hear, Buzz Aldrin is just feeding all the sheep. So they're, it's like a third party thing. So every it's like, picture it's not you see directly from, of Buzz um, fucking Aldrin is him in a spacesuit telling him how great space is. When really, it's a, it's fucking crazy out there. There's shit you don't want to see. Bro, I wouldn't want to go into space. No, honestly, I, that SpaceX rocket that's going to the moon or going to Mars, I wouldn't want to be the first ones. I'd, I'd be wanna, on it. I, no, nah, I want to be like the third one out there. That way I can tell that they've got it right the first two times. You don't want to be like... Nah, um, I don't want to be the first one. You don't want to be caught up in the Twilight Zone and end nah. up on a on a graveyard? That one was crazy. That was crazy, huh? No, nah, I don't... Yeah, I, I want to make sure it goes good the first couple of times. I don't want to be on that first one and be like, well, shit, what do we do, guys? What if it's the one where uh, they come back and it's three of them... And then there's only two of them in the room, and one gets released, and then all of a sudden, it's only one of them in the newspaper. What? And then and then he realizes that the other two got erased from the newspaper, and then what? he's freaking out, and then all of a sudden, it never happened. No, I don't want to go crazy. Thank you very much. Why not? Because that sounds horrible. You want to get it right? You don't want to be on the inaugural... Space missions? No, nah, uh, to get to me. inhabit. Listen, it it would be all fine and dandy to be the first, the first there. That would, you have that notch in your belt. But I'm not that proud. I don't want to have that notch in my belt. I want to so, know that it works. So when they're boarding the Mayflower, I'm not on it. You're not on it. Nah, you don't want to give smallpox to all the Greys. Nah, I'm not on that shit. They're boarding the May. Yeah, who knows how. If the Earth really is flat, who knows if you go over the the side? They didn't know. I wouldn't want to be on that shit. Who like? I feel like we're getting into what we don't need to get into. Yeah. But if you're on the inaugural flight to another planet, uh, what's to say they don't give you diseases that you've never been exposed to? Or we can or that, that you give them diseases they've never been exposed to. What but them as the higher intelligence species, or us as the higher intelligence species, we don't know who has higher intelligence because they're on different planes. Because what you're humans something different here. What you're, humans you're consider intelligent versus what the Greys might consider intelligent are on two different planes. Mm. Yeah, because they're different rating systems. Because we're different. But species. that's that's that that's off base. That's that's crazy. See, I still wouldn't want to be the first because I don't know what's there. 
yeah, we have a good idea of what would be there if we're landing. But who's to say that it's actually all the stuff, all the the research and everything that we've done here on Earth to make a colony on Mars really work? This is what who's I hate about say? aliens. There's no fuck right now. <laughs> who's to say it would actually work? I want to know if it works, so I'm going to be on that second or that third fucking ship. No! You want to be a trailblazer. You want to be on that fucking thing. I want to... up there. I I don't know, man. Because, like, it'd be cool to be on the, the first one to get it right, but if you're on the first one to get it wrong, you're fucking basically on the Oregon Trail and you try to float the fucking river. That's what I'm saying. Then you got to start eating drown. each other. Like, it's not good. You got to start eating each other. That's never good. Instead of you be like the Martian and just have a shit ton of potatoes that you gotta eat. I gotta say, I've never played a round of the Oregon Trail where we eat each other. That's Donna Party. Uh, but that's a whole you other thing. were talking about the video game. I was talking about the actual Donner Party that ate each other. And I referenced the Oregon Trail, which I guess references uh, it references both. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. So, to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I think there's, now that you've laid everything out on the table, I think there's about a 50-50, which is fucking fantastic odds for a conspiracy theory. Agreed. That that the moon can be an a, a, a actual space base. Yes. A Death Star. Yes. I That's think all I wanted to hear. I th- I think I don't know. It, you had a lot of good points, but it's just there's no way to know. It's so tough. I just gave you all the information you need to know. How is there no way to know? Uh, you know what? I'll take fifty fifty, and I'm okay with that. So obviously you're on the side that actually believes it. Yeah. yeah. Why would I argue otherwise? One hundred percent. All right. So, with that said, we're all done here. Oh, that's a fucked up way to end a podcast. that's a bad one. Thanks to Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Brewing. And a special thanks to Stone Brewing for giving us... For giving us this uh, Vengeful Spirit IPA. And and this delicious IPA. Delicious IPA that's actually delicious. Speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. It's right in the name. How can you go wrong? And we'll see you guys in uh, about a week. That sounds good. About a week. I don't think I'm out of town. We should be good. Yeah, we should be good. All right. Outro. Outro.